Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario, and we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. To be joined by Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Fellas, I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, we're doing all right. So the uh, the news from today out at Morning Skate, uh, it looks like Marco Scandella not ready to play. And there's some question right now as to Nick Letty's availability after that big hit that he took in game number one. Curbs, do you have any updates on uh, the avail- availability for Nick Letty tonight? Well, I, he, he was not out there today. And uh, so, for you know, for me, and I saw Callie Rosen take the rushes, this morning with uh, with his teammates, so that leads me to think that uh, that Letty is uh, is doubtful at best for today. Um, you know, he took that hit, and and some thought it was questionable. I talked to a couple of people, you know, some former players actually even, and and you know, and they, they looked at it, and, and and one a former defenseman that, that that said, look, he put himself in a vulnerable spot. So I don't think the team has any issue with the hit. It was a tiff a difficult one, and that's kind of the. To put the equity into play in this series, how things can play off over time, you know, and if that's the case, it's a tough hit for the St. Louis Blues because he was doing really well and actually did an excellent job five on five against Kaprizov. So we'll see how that one plays out. But right now, I'm prepping as if I'm expecting Callie Rosen in, and and, and that's that's a massive point going into this one curves because Craig Bruby went out of his way. Like you mentioned to talk about how good Nick Letty was. And we just spoke about how Kaprizov lines didn't even have a high danger shot at five on five because of Letty and Pareko. Uh, can Mikola play in that position? I mean, of course he can play there, but what are your expectations against that line with Mikola and Pareko playing together? Well, the exact same thing that it was before. Uh, I mean, look, the good news is, is you saw Nico Mikola play 35 or so games with Colton Pareko over the course of the season. Um, he can play well. He can play hard. He's going to have to play composed. Now, when you look at the time of possession from that last game, and, and more specifically, and these numbers aren't large, but if you think about the game of hockey, you don't anticipate them. The player that had the puck on his stick the most for the St. Louis Blues last game was Justin Falk at a minute 32. And keep in mind, he, he quarterbacks one of the power plays, right? The other guy that was right behind him, there were two players that had it on their stick for a minute 22. David Perron being one, Nick Letty being the other, which shows you how Nick and also Justin Falk can really kind of carry that puck and move that puck along. So uh, I think there's going to be that aspect of it. I do expect that what you might see over the course of this game, and the Blues are not afraid to do this, 
is juggle those deep pairings a little bit based on situations. So while it looks like they could go into it with Mikola, Pareko, Krug, and Falk, and then Rosen and Bortuzzo, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see some moving around over the course of this game, especially since everybody, whether it be the Minnesota side or the Blue side, is talking about how they expect to see a lot more five-on-five than special teams in this game than we saw in game one. Yeah, that was one of the big storylines coming out of game one, Curbs. I felt like we never really got into the flow of the game. It was just penalty after penalty after penalty, and you finished the game with 46 minutes of penalties on both sides combined. There were, uh, what was it, 12 power plays total between the two teams. Uh, do you think we're going to get more five-on-five five in this game? Is that something you're anticipating, or do you think this is uh, going to be up to the two teams? Well, no, I, I do anticipate more five-on-five, five. and and frankly, Brandon, I, I would anticipate that across the league. Um, you know, you've got Chris Rooney and Graham Skilleter. So once again, you've got a you've got a veteran referee with a young referee uh, in, in this game. Chris Rooney was the ref that did Game Seven between the Blues and the Bruins in, in 2019. So you know that he's got experience that goes all the way to the to the Stanley Cup Final. There, um, you know, you know the way I look at this is. I think what a great prop bet. I wish I had thought of this like Monday afternoon. A great prop bet Ooh. with with any sports book in Vegas sports would have been to have, would have been to have put every single uh, a bet that, that basically said we're going to see a penalty called in the first five minutes of every single game one of all eight series because th- this is classic. You, you even talking to some of the players, they're like, we didn't you know some of it was called. Some of the players are talking to us about. You know, even the referees somewhat frustrated, and 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 the reality of it is, is I think referees go in and they have to call some penalties early to try and set the tone. It, but again, those those penalties become a tough standard to carry throughout. I think in our game one, you know, there were some early penalties called. The standard wasn't necessarily upheld throughout the game, but there was so much extracurricular after the whistles that the refs really had a tough job of trying to figure it out, right? And and look, they're inclined if there's a scrum. And it's early in the game, especially. They're inclined to pull one guy, not two. That way, Gabriel go, well, I don't want to put my team down, you know. And you know, and that's 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 re- hearing you. Well, my watch is having trouble hearing me, but everybody else in that hotel can. That's I thought funny. that was Tanner for a minute. Um, yeah, no. So, but but there, you know. So to me, I, I think what you'll see, Brandon, is things will settle down from the hype of the first game because both teams know. And Minnesota, I think, outplayed the Blues five on five in Game One. But both teams know they've got to do the job five-on-five in this series, especially Minnesota. I don't think game one could have gone any better for the Blues. I mean, you abuse them on special teams and your goaltender stands on her head, and those are the two things that you wanted to show Minnesota that 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 could happen. Curbs, what do you think the matchups are going to be tonight on the Minnesota side in terms of lines? Because that Marcus Foligno line did a really great job of eliminating the Robert Thomas line, but as we just spoke of, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's line did a, a... very similar job in taking down Kirill Kaprizov. Do you feel like Minnesota is going to try and get their Kaprizov line away from Ryan O'Reilly, or do they stick with what they're doing because that Felino line did such a good job? I you Listen, I think that's a great question, Alex, and it's a great storyline going into game two that, that I, I really don't know. I, I definitely think that you started to see the Erickson Eck line against the O'Reilly line later in the game and in the third period. It also probably is a little bit of, uh, you know, Daniel on the ground, a small ball in poker, right? The, the game is kind of already out of reach to a degree, and I, I think Dean Evison wanted to see how some other lines looked against some guys, right? Uh, you know that Minnesota wants to file the puck. Everybody but Fiala is trying to get that puck to Kaprizov. Fiala wants to be the guy himself, too. 
right? So you know everybody's going to be trying to chuck that puck to Kaprizov. So I, I think that they're going to try to free him up. It wouldn't surprise me to see them maybe try that Fiala line or the uh, the Kaprizov line against the Shen line a little bit. Jordan Cairo being a bit of a wild card on that line defensively for the Blues. So to me, put that together, and it's one of the great storylines. The real storyline will come in Game 3 when we see how Craig Berube wants to match up with him. But uh, I thought the Blues did a really good job against that Kaprizov line. And the best part is, is again, five on five, if – if, if Everson does want to change that matchup, it's going to open up the O'Reilly line for somebody else. And that's a good thing for the Blues. That, that's what the Blues have strength is the scoring of those three lines. Final question for Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Now, Kerbs around here, they call me the hockey guy, but you've been around this team for 20 years now. What is something that you have not been hearing about game number two that you are going to have your eye on tonight between the Blues and the Wild? Uh, that's a good question. Um, something that I'm looking forward to tonight in, in, in this, you know what I want to see? I, I want to see if, um, if the blues can really get the puck below the Minnesota goal line a little bit more. I think the, if there's an area in game one, uh, the, the offensive zone time for the blues wasn't, wasn't where they want it to be. And so I, I think if you're going to give Billy Huso a little bit of a break and, you know, and not, not have him peppered throughout the game, like he was, uh, I think the Blues are going to have to do a better job from the top of the circles down in the offensive zone. And there was a play, guys, and it led to the O'Reilly goal. But go back, if you watch the, the highlight of that O'Reilly goal, prior to the goal, it was actually Alexi Toropchenko that held the puck in the zone. His linemates went for a change. And you could see Alexi look over his shoulder, and instead of just dumping it in and going for the change and giving up possession, he continued to work it and allowed the Blues offensively to get into the zone. And that eventually led to a goal, even though – Alexi didn't factor into the scoring part of the play. Those are the little bit of the, of, of the game now that I think if you get more five on five, you're going to have to see from the Blues. He's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. You'll hear him on the call tonight. Very, very excited for this one. Game number two puck drop at 830 with Joey and Kerbs. Kerbs, I have no context for this, but somebody on our text line nicknamed you Chris Bourbon, barbecue and sturdy toilet paper. Kerber, uh, have a good call tonight. Kerbs. You always got to have sturdy. I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the the last part, I'm not sure I get where that comes from, but okay. I believe in sturdy toilet paper, too. I'll take it. Amen, Curbs. <laughs> take it easy. That's Chris Kerber joining <laughs> okay, us guys. here on 101 ESPN. You'll hear him tonight on the call. Looking forward to that one. Honestly, here on 101 ESPN. A good story helps us understand the world and how to make it better. That idea drives what we do on the Daily News podcast, Post Reports. We bring you stories that empower people. You know, this is a fraud, right? Why are you calling people doing this? and that hold powerful people accountable. Wait, you did what? We had to sue your office twice to get our hands on these documents. My name is Martine Powers. I co-host the show. Take the trusted reporting of The Washington Post wherever you go. Follow and listen to Post Reports.